You're listening to an Anazal Ministries podcast. Hello, everyone. Hello, fellow systematic geekologists. Welcome to another episode of Systematic Geekology. I am super excited about this particular episode because we're hopping in a time machine. And we're going way back, way back to the 1900s, where cartoons and sci-fi, you can make the case, was at their peak. And so we're going to talk about one of my favorite cartoons of all time, uh, Space Ghosts. And folks, just in case you're listening and not watching, we're not in front of a live studio audience. I got two friends with me uh, to geek out and to talk about one of my favorite cartoons of all time, Space Ghost. And so I'm here with Christian and with uh, someone he's very close to, Chip. And uh, yeah, welcome guys. Glad you're a part of this episode. And Chip is is an expert when it comes to Hanna-Barbera cartoons and Space Ghost, even ran a website uh, documenting the history and the lore and the, each episode. And I'll tell you, I confess, when I was getting ready for this particular episode about Space Ghost, I um, was watching some of the cartoons on YouTube you can pull up, but then also had Chip's uh, website up that Christian shared with me kind of going through and looking at and, and this this particular cartoon we'll get in the history in a minute like it it didn't it was like a year old it only lasted a year but there's so much involved so many villains so many planets so many sci-fi lores i i can't wait to get into this but before we do that let's talk about uh what we're geeking out on and where we are today christian where are you how are you what are you geeking out on I'm still up here in Louisville, Kentucky for seminary, and uh, I am geeking out right now. I went up last weekend to go see my brother and sister-in-law and niece and went to the library there now having a sale, which is very bad for me because I'm going to buy as much as I want to already hoard the immense amount of movies and books that I have. <laughs> and I found all three uh, movies of The Thing for a dollar. So I got the original Thing from Another World, 1982, and the 2011 version. So I've been geeking out on those. Nice. Nice. Chip, where are you? How are you? So I'm in the uh, great city of Denver, North Carolina. And uh, lately I have been replaying on Xbox 360 Arkham Asylum with Batman and finished that one and just finished recently Arkham City. So I'll probably go ahead and work on the next one. But I've been watching some... uh, some of the campy episodes of Brave and the Bold animated that came out a few years ago, <laughs> catching up with those, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which Space which Ghost does make an appearance, on. by the way. For an episode. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? I didn't know that. What episode's so, that? I need to hunt that down. One of yeah, this is like one of the little five-minute bumpers they have at the beginning of the episode. Uh, but I think it's in the third okay. season, if I'm not mistaken, because I haven't gotten to the third season yet. So, And then uh, I've been watching Ahsoka. Is that how you say it? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't watched the yep. finale yet, mm-hmm. so don't ruin it for me, guys. Sorry, but uh, I I, I've enjoyed it. I, I see it's gotten a lot of criticism, but I just don't. I don't know what people want. I mean, I, I like it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I like that take. I like that take, Jeff, a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Star Wars fans can be a um, prickly a uh, bunch of group of of geeks so uh and i i consider myself in in that that part too but uh yeah it's fun it's fun i the, i don't think you can get um as peak star wars as episode 5 in ahsoka 
man, man alive. That was good. Good, good stuff. Yeah. I, um, hello everyone. I'm Will Rose. I'm still in Chapel Hill. Uh, um, I'm geeking out though. Over the next couple of weeks, I'm gonna do some traveling with my family who is on fall break and then going to go to theology beer camp. And then I'm coming back home and systematic ecology is going to have a presence, not only at theology beer camp, but also North Carolina comic-con. And I've been emailing back and forth the comic-con directors and panels, and we're going to have a presence to do a lot, a live podcast there. There. I think Joshua and Kevin and TJ are going to be a part of that. So pretty excited about that. And another thing I'm geeking out on as I was going through YouTube, looking at old space ghost cartoons, I found Blade Runner Radio. Yes, if you is just exactly what you think it is. It is Blade Runner ambient music that you can just hit play and hear some of the sounds of Blade Runner and music. There's no talking, a little background is some sci-fi flyovers of futuristic cities with spaceships. Uh, but if you're having a hard time falling asleep and you're a Blade Runner fan, you can put Blade Runner ambient music on and fall asleep to that. And I've done that over the last couple of evenings. So that is what I'm geeking out on. So let's let's get to uh, the episode. It is time to talk about Space Ghosts and all his lore that goes in with, with his place in terms of cartoons and Saturday morning cartoons and Hanna-Barbera. Um, you know, Hannah, Hanna-Barbera, uh, for those out there who aren't familiar with Space Ghost or aren't familiar with the, the lineup of Hanna-Barbera cartoons, uh, just to name a few, just to name a few, here we go. We have The Flintstones, Scooby-Doo, Jetsons, Yogi Bear, Tom and Jerry, and then we're getting into my wheelhouse of super friends, Johnny Quest, Herculoids, Thundar the Barbarian. And then I think they're at the Mount Rushmore of Hanna-Barbera um, cartoons. You have Space Ghost. And and so, um, you know, I, I was going to go a little bit of the history of this. We don't necessarily want to read off like a Wikipedia page, but we do want to share a little bit of background about what this cartoon is and uh, the pattern that he had. Chip, I'm going to let you take the lead here. What What is some of the history of... Uh, Space Ghost and when it debuted and how long it lasted. Then there was a couple reboots in there and reiterations. Some of you uh, 90s kids may remember Space Ghost Coast to Coast, uh, the Adult Swim late night talk show host on Cartoon Network. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on in the episode. But right now we're going to talk about Space Ghost as it came out in the 1960s and 70s and 80s. Chip, uh, what okay, brief synopsis? So Hanna-Barbera had had a pretty good success with Johnny Quest and they wanted to get into the superhero realm. Mm -hmm. uh, the live action Batman series was on and uh, they had hired a guy named Alex Toth. A lot of people say Toth, but it's actually Toth uh, to do a lot of designs mm -hmm. for them over the years. Uh, and uh, Fred Silverman, which was one of the producers uh, for Hanna-Barbera, came in with a copy of Life magazine and had a picture of Batman and Robin on the front. And he said, that's it. That's what I want Space Ghost to look like. And uh, Alex Toth told nice. him, said, you know that space is black, right? And if we put him in a black, dark costume, he won't show up. So that's why they <laughs> went to the white colors and then kind of outlined him in a white uh, rim. Uh, but Space Ghost uh, debuted in September of 1966. He actually ran for two seasons, uh, went all the way to 1968. Um, and um, gotcha. so he was a, a big hit. Now, I was only a year old at the time, so I don't remember that at all. Um, 
but uh, it was a big hit. And then that followed along and allowed them to make several other superhero that we may speak of as well. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, now each episode of Space Ghost, even though there is like 20 episodes and then a couple of seasons, but in within each episode, it had its own kind of seven minute story arc. Did they have like a three parter in each one of these episodes? Is so that it was actually that was going on there? two different characters. So you had Space Ghost and then you had Dino Boy in the Lost Valley. So Space Ghost would be a gotcha. seven minute episode. Then it would be a Dino Boy seven-minute episode, and then they'd finish up with a second. Usually, that had nothing to do with the first episode uh, to finish the program out. Yeah, and and when I was a kid, I you know I I tend to do my timeline um, when when Star Wars hit. <laughs> I look at you know I'm a Christian, so I do base history and time off like before Christ, um, AD, you know the birth of Christ. Uh, but I but in my fandom and sci-fi fandom, I do like judge things between after 1977 and before 1977, uh, BSW before Star Wars and ASW after Star Wars. And so these episodes, the sci-fi cartoon happened BSW uh, a decade before. And it really is kind of that campy um, kind of bronze age, silver age, comic book superhero. You get a mainstay superhero with uh, some teenage sidekicks and a cute animal, and they have the adventure of the week. And so they had a full story arc within a seven minute uh, time frame of an introduction with the narrator that lets you know where you were in space. And then uh, they introduced a villain. And most of the time, uh, Jace and Jan and Blip would get captured or kidnapped. And then Space Ghost has to come in and save the day and does and then boom we're ready for the next one and each week they had um or each episode has his own villain that they had to dream up of these worlds and galaxies and different aliens looking differently and and superpowers i think in one episode maybe the early ones they had a space sharks yep Yep, they had space pirates. <laughs> they had mind control. They had a, a living, uh, a, an, an alien race that were bound down and worshiping a computer. You know, a little foreshadowing there of what's going to happen later on in the 2000s. But uh, it, um, all that stuff is there. And so you can go back and watch these. And uh, man, it's using the same sound effects and some of the same music that I was hearing in Super Friends when I was a kid in front of Saturday morning cartoons as well. I was like, that's the same music that I heard in Super Friends and all that. So, so it was all there packed in to, to these um, episodes. Christian, how about you? where where do you how are you i know how you were introduced to this through your dad but like what um where what was your first experience with them and what what captured your imagination with these episodes of space ghost i would have been very young well you'd say like six or seven maybe even before that and dad was you know taping them on tv and you know he would always show it to me same way that's how i would watch the spider-man animated series batman X-Men, he would take, you know, Space Ghost, Herculoids, Birdman, so on and so forth. And I was in love, like little kid, superheroes are my thing. And just keeping on, like for Space Ghost himself, it was that idea of this guy just, I, I like how you brought the contrast earlier of like the blackness of space versus the whiteness of his outfit. Like he makes an impression on screen compared to his surroundings. And he's got his power bands, you know, just solving crimes across the galaxy. It was a blast. I mean, even on as time went on, you get to the 80s cartoon, you get to the 2005 uh, comic book miniseries that Joe Kelly did. Yeah. That, in my opinion, is darker and edgier done correctly. 
Mm-hmm. And his brief appearance on uh, Brave and the Bold, like, I love Space Ghost. I love seeing him on screen. Yeah. Yeah. And so he he is kind of like a Green Lantern kind of um, character in the sense that he is, he's a space cop. He's a loner, uh, but he has these sidekicks, these twin sidekicks, uh, Jace and Jan and their cute um uh, helper monkey who's there to help along getting shenanigans and doing monkey things and bringing some comic relief. And they definitely laugh. It's not dark and gritty. He's not Batman where he's always brooding all the time. I guess we'll talk about 2005 comic book series um, and it, it kind of his backstory a little bit, bit later at the end. But, but, but yeah, they're, they're traveling through. He's from a ghost, the ghost planet. That's the name of the planet. Ghost planet. Of course, space ghost is from ghost planet. And then he's on the phantom cruiser with that's his spaceship that they're going around and he has power bands that can shoot out lasers sometimes as power beams as fire sometimes as ice uh, has different has three buttons on each power band i've only seen him press maybe one or two of them i don't know maybe there's a different ways you can correct me <laughs> if I'm, I'm wrong um he has the uh inviso power they they all of uh jace and jan and blip and space ghost can turn invisible of course if you're a ghost some of your paper superpowers is going to be you can turn invisible and disappear here from uh, whatever villain you're facing as a way to trick them or figure out what's going on around you. I do have a question though, Chip, maybe you can help me. Um, some episodes, Jason Jan have kind of jetpacks on that they can show them flying. Sometimes they don't and they're flying, but Space Ghost flies. Sometimes he just has that cape. Uh, how do they fly? So I'm, ass- I'm assuming is have we got any back costume to itself has built in flight capability. Uh, because I, when I was doing my research, uh, it said that he can fly actually faster with his costume than he can in the Phantom Cruiser. I, I've never knew, known that, but gotcha. that's what the research said. <laughs> uh, now, do you want to know yeah. a list of all of the effects of the power bands? I've got a, I've got a list. <laughs> oh, 100%. I do. All right. 100%. So yep, yep, do, exactly. in my that's research of doing this, so we have a reversing force ray, mm-hmm. hypno force, willpower, destroyer ray, force ray, superpower, destructo ray, pile driver ray, energy force, stun ray, heat force, megatron force, magna ray, heat ray, freeze ray, <laughs> freeze force, heat intensifier ray, sonic vibro ray, whip ray, uh, frost ray, freeze field, scatter ray, power rays, antimatter ray, electroshock ray, battering ram ray is one of my favorite. Uh, locking ray, hammer ray, <laughs> megatron ray, energy ray, magnetic ray, laser beam, ice force field, force shield, force field, viso wall, super speed, hyperspeed, and the ability to create a time warp. These are combined. Po- oh, yeah, it actually has combined powers. He can mash both sides of the uh, buttons. Uh, Heat and energy ray at the same time, force field and energy power, stun ray and force energy power, and then my favorite, raising the power to five over five. So I guess he saved that for the worst. <laughs> yeah, if you can raise it, if you can raise the power. And these are like not real bulky no. power bands on on their wrists, like all within, like it looks like paper thin around his wrist. He's got some buttons. He pushes it and it has all those so things So I always together. try to figure out how did he um, remember every combination for those that I just listed? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, he he is definitely the older, wiser. He's the space ghost leading his sidekicks. He's been around the block uh, a few times and and knows what's going on. But I, you know, just as a kid, when I was watching these things and my capture my imagination, these cartoons, I would go out after Saturday morning cartoons and go pretend I was these superheroes, whether it's from Super Friends or Thundar or Star Wars, I'd have my imagination playtime where action figures and and I definitely wrapped some um, uh, paper towel cardboard around uh, empty paper <laughs> cardboard around my wrist and colored power bands. And I was out in the yard running through the sand dunes, battling uh, villains and uh, evil aliens with my power bands shooting lasers out of my wrist. So I, all those things you listed, I don't know if that was all in my head at the time, but definitely the imagination was running wild. Fantastic. And I, I wanted to touch on something Fantastic. you said earlier, now, too, it, yeah, go ahead. that it seemed to be Jan sure. and Jason Blip getting in trouble, which is true. But a lot of time, instead of Space mm-hmm. Ghost saving them, Blip, I think on, it seems like every other episode saves him because he turns mm-hmm. invisible and is yes. able to sneak around and, you know, let Space Ghost free when he's caught. And it's amazing how many times that happens. Yeah, the, and, and I love that kind of unassuming, small, unnoticed animal that, oh, sorry, um, un, unassumed, uh, small animal similar to the hobbit or the, the mustard seed or, you know, the Jesus uses the small and insignificant is often that which is the greatest or, or, or what happens there, um, I, I think happens within this cartoon. There's a, there is that pattern of of them getting the trouble and but it's the it's the small monkey who turns invisible who can use his tail or do something that they can't do to save save the day so not just there for for comic relief uh but actually as a function within the seven minute narrative and story arc that they're trying they're trying to trying to use um Christian, what what watching these? Is there a particular planet or story arc or a villain that sticks out for you as as memorable or one that you kind of latch onto? A storyline is definitely like the near finale of the original series, where he goes and actually meets the other superheroes, except for Birdman, I think, is and the Galaxy Trio are like the only ones I can think of he doesn't meet. That would be the regular ones, but he meets Mitor. And, you know, uh, also Moby Dick as well, when they had yes. that cartoon, right? Yes. Dad? Yeah. Was that one of them? Yeah, yeah. And the Herculoids and Shazam and teaming up with them, because I'm always a sucker for team up issues. Like I said mm-hmm. it before on the show, my favorite Marvel series of all time is Marvel Team Up. It doesn't matter how terrible the stories are. I just want to see Spider-Man and the Human Torch, you know, teaming up with the thing or whoever shows up that day. And that appeals to me even now. Like I can watch those episodes and go, yes, this is exactly what I want. I'm still that little seven year old watching it for the first time, but like villains, like, I mean, it's hard to beat Zorak. I mean, uh, someone who doesn't like bugs naturally having him (laughs) as a villain. Well, you've earned my trust. Yeah. That's a bad guy right there. And how evil and maniacal he was and all the devastation he would cause. And we can get into the comics later about how, just how even more evil he is there with the way he abuses his own race to get what he does. He's kind of like almost annihilist uh, before the annihilation comic event came out. Yeah. 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 You can, you can see, you know, again, this is before star Wars, but there's still in the zeitgeist of the day, sci-fi pulp storytelling 
exploration of science and the universe and what could what could these planets inhabit if there are a lot of planets revolving around store uh, stars out there in the universe and they could have life what could they be like or look like or be different than us and and they're wrestling perhaps their world is wrestling with the same things that we're wrestling with in terms of good good versus evil and we need cops and authorities to help police officers to to help um you know, uh, mediate and navigate uh, people who are trying to abide by the law and those who are trying to break it. And so why wouldn't that happen in space and out on a planet as well? And so they're dreaming up all the different ways you could you could share these kind of stories of, of that. And so I that was so appealing to me every single episode goes of course there's reoccurring characters and there's team ups with other Hanna-Barbera um, cartoon heroes and and team ups that's kind of fun um but yeah the imagination that goes behind of in the writer's room or thinking up how to do the animation of these different um space aliens and planets and and science and what it could be or not be uh really really appeals to me chip for you what what uh as someone who studied this long time and knows this really really well a big part of um kind of your geek life and fandom is there a particular story arc or planet or or well, I- um villain that's one of your favorites that sticks out the council of doom uh it actually was the kind of the series premiere the second year uh instead of having a dino boy episode in the middle it had a three arc story the first week and then another three arc story the next week and as christian stated what they were trying to do is introduce the 1967 characters so uh, the Council of Doom mm-hmm. comes together and it's Space Ghost's biggest rogue gallery, uh, Zorak, Brack, Spider-Woman, Metallus, and <laughs> I'm missing somebody. There were six of them. Oh, uh, Creature King. Is it a Creature King? And Motar. Motar. Yeah, and Motar. And so they're all trying to kill Space Ghost and they're trying different ways. So he gets knocked into the past through a time portal and he meets Mitor and Mitor helps him defeat the monster. And then Space Ghost is able to teleport himself back. And then Jan and Jace are captured and sent to Earth. Uh, and then Moby Dick and Tom and Tub and Scooby have to save them. And then uh, I can't remember who sends them to the Herculoids world, but then the Herculoids have to help him. And then... They end up in the past where Shazan is and then Shazan. So I'm like Christian. I love team ups. And, uh, you know, plus it's a six, yeah. six arc story, yeah. six part story. But it was used to introduce those characters that were debuting like the next week. So or at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that was probably mine. And just the whole thing about Space Ghost in general. Uh, I was a big Batman fan when I grew up. Uh, I think my mom said one of my first words ever was Batman. Uh, as a child. And nice. so I look at Space Ghost as kind of like Batman in outer space is what I look at him. Um, mm-hmm. And so sci- mm-hmm. sci-fi has always been a big, I've been a huge Star Trek fan and a Star Wars fan. I mean, I love him. And, you know, the Space Ghost being a hero in outer space. Uh, and then he's got all these cool gadgets and he's got a great ship and all these powers and all these great villains. I mean, it's just, you know, it just made me fall, fall in love with him. But like I said, I didn't get to see it in 66 because I was just an infant at the time. So the first time I can remember watching right. Space Ghost was probably around 1976. NBC put him and Frankenstein Jr. together to to have a show. And <laughs> so they would show a couple yeah. episodes of Space Ghost and like one episode of Frankenstein Jr. Uh, 
And then I can remember uh, in the 80s, that's when they put together Hanna-Barbera's World of Super Adventure. They would have the Fantastic Four because that was a Hanna-Barbera show in like 67. And then all the all the uh, characters we've talked about already. And it'd be an hour long show. And I'd just be sitting there enthralled. I'm in high school and I'm still enthralled in this. Um, and, and then, of yeah. course, when Cartoon yeah. Network came out, I was like yeah. in heaven because – you know, for years and years and years, you didn't see these shows. And uh, they came out with super adventures. And I just remember, man, I was wanting cable so bad. We didn't have cable where I was. So I went and bought a satellite dish, you know, one of the uh, uh, first to get uh, direct TV. So we could so we could watch all these things because mm-hmm. we didn't have cable in the country where we where we lived at the time. And so, you know, it was just great to be able to relive and, and watch these characters that I grew up with, you know, again. Yeah. Yeah. All you 20 somethings out there, you know, where let's just (laughs) say there was a day when when you couldn't just stream everything, pull it up on your phone or find it on YouTube. You had to wait for reruns or look for uh, VHS or do DVD when when Cartoon Network uh, emerged and started playing some of the retro cartoons alongside the newer cartoons, you would find us us kids who grew up in the seventies and eighties, man, we wanted, we wanted to see that stuff uh, again. And, um, I, I huddled around the TV every Saturday morning for Saturday morning cartoons. And then that was part of, part of my deal. And so I, I loved the super friends and I loved, um, when, when space ghost and the Herculoids, they all teamed up and, and came together, uh, with those mashups. And I love those comic books too. The, the team books are my favorite. Cause I love to see how, uh, they play off one another individually. They're great superheroes. They have great adventures, but when they come together and have to work together as a team uh, to to fight against a threat greater than themselves individually, that's very appealing to me. And so seeing the big crossover events with Space Ghost and others was was pretty fun. And, and I'm a Batman fan too. I'm a big outer space and sci-fi fan. So yeah, you put Batman in space and have some adventures with his rogues gallery as well, then then I'm 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 there. And I love the campiness of it. I love what they're trying to do. Uh, super, super fun. Um, what, what do you think, Christian, is, is the appeal? What, what makes – we've talked about ways that we think this is special, but what, what is the enduring – an enduring like factor of space ghosts. What can we learn from space ghosts in terms of systematic ecologists? We we go a little deeper philosophy theology. There's not a whole lot of philosophy and theology within these things, but um, but but there could be. And so, what what would you say stands out for you if we were going to go a little deeper about some of the messaging and how this could apply to our own personal lives and faith? Well, I think it's that whole like he has no real support that we see in the original series, and yet he himself has taken on a very thankless task of watching over the galaxy, protecting Mm. people from, you know, we don't really know how the economic or political situation works in this world, but it doesn't seem like there's anyone who's really working as hard as him to make sure, you know, this planet doesn't get invaded by Zorak or Brack or what have you here. And yet he does it. It doesn't seem like he gets paid for it. Like no one's like having a space ghost parade for him, but like he's Mm. doing it (laughs) because it's the right thing to do. And that's something that we can all learn when it comes to our own spiritual lives. It's like, we don't do things for accolades. I don't do things to earn a jewel on one of my crowns in heaven. Mm. I do it because God commands do this because it is who it is, what I would do. So obviously it doesn't really seem like space ghost is a Christian from what we can tell here. But at the end of the day, that process can still be laid down at us. Like we should act in that same manner. Our job is to look after others, no matter the cost. 
Yeah, the virtues are there. It is it is kind of retro and throwback. This idea of duty that that you're called to something, and and you you have a badge or a calling or an honor system. Is this this is what I'm going to do? We don't get a full backstory in the cartoon in terms of you know, we'll get that in a comic a little bit later on. But like he, um, you know, why why is he part of the space force? He seems like a lone ranger, and yet he has some sidekicks. He has some friends around him. He meets other people in the galaxy who are helping him. That that it, it does take a team. It does take more than that. But yet he carries with him this kind of virtuous um, um, code of ethics that goes with him to make sure. One of my favorite quotes as I was watching this, there was this renegade um, comet on the loose. You know, I, I think I, I forgot what the name of the the deadly comic. Comet is the name of the episode. At some point, the comet's chasing down things and burning them up. And in space goes, that's the most determined comet I've ever seen. And I'm like, have you seen other <laughs> determined comets? Uh, like, uh, it's the most uh, determined. But yeah, he's like, he doesn't know where it's going or why it's doing, but he's going to investigate. He's going to make sure that other people aren't hurt by this thing. And he calls on Kid Comet to come help him do this, to work as, as a team. And so, yeah, you draw from that kind of virtue, code of ethics, this is what guides my life, my moral compass to guide me to do what's right. And, and hopefully at the end of the day, um, evil will be defeated until it rises up again. Uh, Chip, how about you? What's the enduring factor here in the message well, that Space Ghost gives us? obviously he has a high morality. Um, he's just very cookie cutter kind of person. I mean, he's kind of, you know, just an average guy, it sounds like, that just has superpowers. Um I like the fact that he's taken in, uh, you know, we find out in the comics that Jan and Jace are orphans. It doesn't really explain it in the show how he ends up with them. But, you know, obviously he's taken in two mm-hmm. kids to raise them as his own. Um, so as an adoption, we always, you know, hear God adopting us into his family. Uh, so and then obviously he's mm-hmm. an animal lover, you know, uh, a blip I, <laughs> never explains where we got blip from, but, uh, you know, obviously he's one of space Ghost's closest friends as well. Um, but, uh, just, it's just the whole morality of space ghost. I mean, he always tries to do the right things and he's a lot like Batman too. He never kills. Right. He right. only stuns and yep. then distributes to, you know, intergalactic prison. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, some of those themes that are there and what I like in the comics is too, is this idea of, of family. There's there's blood family and there's adopted family and then there's family that you become as you journey together and struggle together and fight for what's right together. And so what the idea that, that uh, family sticking together, how do you grow into that friendship, partnership, teamwork, um, family is a big part of that. So, so yeah, you do kind of, and, and there's some lighthearted stuff. They're not afraid to laugh. They're in the midst of a dangerous universe, out of control, chaos and villains everywhere. And yet something will happen and they'll laugh and, and like, yeah, isn't that funny? Or blip does something or they other do things that they're not afraid, afraid to laugh and, and, and go through space and use their gifts for what they have for the greater good of, of the universe. So yeah, I, I love this cartoon for, for folks out there who are listening that aren't familiar with the Hanna-Barbera cartoons or Space Ghost, yeah, hop on hop on YouTube and pull some up and watch and, and have fun with it. I, I think it's fantastic. Um, yeah, so we can't not talk about Space Ghost without talking about Space Ghost Coast to Coast. A chip, I know uh, this might be... <laughs> Is hard. Uh, Christian, I don't know about you and where you fall on that, but I will say that when that came out on Cartoon Network in 1994, I'm at the tail end of college, getting ready to go into seminary. Um, I'm, I'm working at summer camp with a bunch of counselors. We're watching um, 
our, our sense of humor is is growing and budding and stretching the boundaries. So when Space Goes Coast to Coast comes on and it has this kind of like um, it's a late night talk show, weird, awkward moments where Space Ghost is interviewing musicians and movie stars and making them feel awkward with with awkward pauses and his uh, Zorak and Brack and Multar as kind of his studio helpers. Um, for me, I at the time, and I still I was going back and went down another rabbit hole of watching some of the interviews uh, where he interviews Jim Carrey when he was playing The Mask. It, um, I I was laughing. I was giggling. Uh, Brack, some of the uh, music that Brack does, um, uh, when he says, never trust a monkey, go back and listen to that one. I, I laughed out loud again because I even had that music CD, Space Goes Coast to Coast music CD, where I play songs from the TV show. I remember going to youth trips with my middle school and high school youth. I was a part-time youth director playing some of these songs. Some of the kids were laughing, some weren't. It was pretty weird, uh, but that was my sense of humor at the time. Chip and Christian, what's your relationship to Space Goes Coast to Coast? Again, no geek shaming. Everything's on the table. No wrong or right answer. What do you What do you feel about it? <laughs> uh I, I remember seeing that for the first time. It was like when, staying up late when I wasn't supposed to be, mm. you know, trying to catch like the uh, uncut version of Dragon Ball Z that would appear on Toonami late at night. And then every now and then Space Goes Coast to Coast would come on and it's like, oh, Space Goes, cool. And then I, I wasn't the proper age to understand what they're attempting to do yeah. with this. Yeah. And now mm-hmm. when I do look back, because I, I have rewatched the whole thing since then, and it's just not for me. I'm not a Dada kind of anti-humor kind of person when it comes to like that being really not the only source of the jokes they come up with in the show, but it's like right. a major force as opposed to something like, you know, Harvey Birdman. I, I laugh more at Harvey Birdman yeah. because it takes a deep knowledge of the characters they're making fun of and parodying mm-hmm. from the old Hanna-Barbera shows that you see they do have an appreciation for them. So Coast to Coast doesn't really, not, it's not something designed for my sense of humor. I'll just put it that way. Right. Yeah. Okay. Jeff, so how about you? <laughs> I will confess, I've never watched an episode from start to finish. I've only seen clips. Uh, <laughs> but if it gets people interested in Space Ghost and trying to find out who this guy is and gets them to the original, uh, you know, I was all for it. Like I said, I wasn't a hater. It just wouldn't. It just wouldn't for me. Uh, and and one yeah. of the reasons that I did the whole website in 1998 is when I did it. So you know, the internet's just kind of still in its infancy, I guess, even late nineties. Right. Um, Wild West. But I looked for something about space ghost and I could not find anything except space ghost coast to coast. Well, that just didn't sit well Mm -hmm. with me. I was like, all right. So if these people love space ghost coast to coast, (laughs) maybe they'll actually love the space ghost, the original space ghost. So that's why I created the original space ghost fact. And so started with that and just went from, you know, beginning to end. And uh, one thing I got to do, I got to find a web hosting site and get that back up. Cause I, I mean, it just, I mean, it's just got tons yeah. of information on it of all the Hanna-Barbera super TV heroes. I mean, it's, it's just, it was just, I mean, I put a lot of hours and time into that and you know, it, it'd be great for people to be able to see that. I mean, I know you can get on way back. Is it way back machine Christian? Is that what, how you get to it? And if you yes. type in, uh, original Space Ghost fact, then it'll bring it up. Or you can type in Hanna-Barbera Super TV Heroes and it'll bring up like the whole list of characters. Mm-hmm. But that's the reason I created that whole website is I wanted people to know who the real Space Ghost was. So Nice. 
Nice. Yeah, I I was uh, Christian uh, sent a link to me to that website, and I I would totally support uh, you re um, rehauling it and putting it back together and putting it out there again. I, I think is a, a wealth of knowledge when it comes to that. Or hopefully, maybe Joshua could put in the the show notes uh, the a link to the Wayback Machine and, and some of that thing because I do think you're right. Like even when I went on Wiki to go look and see a little bit. Um, about the history of Space Ghost when they had it there. They're like, if you're looking for Space Ghost, Coast to Coast, go here. If you're looking for Space Ghost, the animated TV show, go here. If you're looking for the comic, go here. So they're even like, yeah, people are looking for different ways. But I really think Space Ghost, Coast to Coast was a was a game changer when it came to Adult Swim and how they did their own um, humor and the kind of using old school cartoon characters as parody and characters on its own. There's, there was a lot of things that developed in the early two thousands that, that, um, Adult Swim used because of the success of Space Ghost Coast to Coast, trying to capture uh, the same success of that. And then it evolved to other other things going on now in terms of Adult Swim. So there's a whole history there when it comes to Space Ghost and Space Ghost Coast to Coast and its humor. And, you know, just as our different fandoms are different, all our sense of humors are different too. I mean, golly, Joseph Day and I had an argument about whether we like Will Ferrell and Elf or not. And I think it's one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. He's like, no, not for me. I find it extremely annoying. And you're we're allowed yeah. to have both of those opinions and the same way goes with the other things that that goes that we geek out on so that's what we try to do here at systemic geekology um yeah so let's talk briefly about um you know, i'm a big comic book geek Let, let's talk that would be my recommendation is if you like the cartoon you have fun with that um back in i think it was 2005 dc did a limited six issue series of space ghost and it's it's not necessarily the light-hearted hanna-barbera cartoon it goes into its background origin and and the art is is fantastic so joe kelly is the the author and then there it is um <laughs> chip has up on our youtube page the single issues my i have some single issues buried in my boxes somewhere i went to go find it but it would take a long time to dig through those boxes but i'm going to sort through my comics and and give away three fourths of my comics but uh in the one fourth that i'm keeping I'm keeping the Space Ghost uh, limited series for sure. How do you pronounce the artist's name? What's the artist's name? Is on it that? Oliveira? Ariel Olivetti? Olivetti? I don't know. I'm, I'm, yeah, but man, it's like painted Alex Ross kind of pictures. Uh, and the covers are fantastic. It is um, so, so good. Um, Christian, what's, what's some of the background, kind of the story that they fill in the gaps in terms of the Space Ghost story there and the story, if you can remember? Yeah, it's essentially our origin story for Space Ghost. Do we find that he's, uh, you know, married with a, a wife who's having a child and he's betrayed by one of his bosses, if I remember correctly. It's been a while since I've read it. Mm -hmm. And it's his journey ending up on it on the ghost planet and then figuring out, okay, how do I get revenge? And it, you start that story from that very dark and edgy, like, oh, I've been wrong, so I'm going to go back and hurt the world. It's a very kind of Punisher start at the very beginning. And then along yeah. the way... As things are revealed about the rest of the galaxy, the Zorak is starting to assault worlds and he adopts Jason Jan and finding, okay, I, I'm bent on revenge, like, but I can't let that control me. But this guy does still need to be stopped and I'm the one who's going to be able to do it. And until we learn in this one, like Zorak kind of dies, like how many times in the original series, <laughs> if I remember correctly, from Spaceships Explained, well, this explains how he's able to keep surviving in that he essentially treats his race as a hive mind. To where he can just take over someone. And he's the new Zorak after that. That's a very 
evil thing for a villain to do. It's very well done. Mm -hmm. And it eventually comes with Space Ghost, like getting not his revenge, but protecting in the justice way of stopping his former boss from killing more people and stopping Zorak's assault from like, essentially uh, it's an annihilation wave. If anyone's ever read the annihilation event from Marvel, yeah, that's going to take out all life in the galaxy if he doesn't do it. And then he becomes the space ghost we all know and love. Nice. Chip, anything in there you feel in, you had the comics with you, you've read so, on what, yeah, yeah it's, 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 definitely, a, it's a good uh, run. It's kind of like a, a dark Knight returns Punisher kind of feel to it at the beginning. Um, mm. you've, you've got space ghost. Mm -hmm. That's uh inter, he's in a intergalactic police force already. Uh, he gets recruited into, I think you pronounce it the Eidolon something. Uh, and he finds mm -hmm. out on their first mission, they're not what they appear to be. Uh, they're more like judge, jury, and executioner. And not only that, but whatever spoils are left, they take them. And so they're like dirty cops, basically. And uh, he wants right. to expose them. And uh, they show up at his house and kidnap him and his wife and basically kill his wife in front of him and his unborn. I don't know if the child was born yet, maybe an unborn child. And Not then uh, mm -hmm. throw him on the ghost pregnant. planet, uh, knowing that nobody would ever find him, uh, beat him up real bad. And so just leave him for dead. And uh, he's found by a character called Salomon, who is the lone survivor of the ghost planet. Uh, and you find out that Salomon is the one who created the weapons that, basically destroyed his entire world and he tries to tell space mm. ghost or, or his name is actually thaddeus bach we find that out uh now yep. space ghost coast yep. to coast he was tad ghostal uh and didn't he have an evil twin brother named chad <laughs> ghostal i think so um, yeah probably did. uh that so anyway right. his name is thaddeus bach chad. and he gets ready to commit suicide and salomon talks him out of it and tells him his story and then shows him the uh, Phantom Cruiser shows him the costume, shows yeah. him the uh, power bands and says, look, you, you've got choice. You can use these uh, for justice and mercy and protection of the galaxy, or you can use them solely for revenge. And so he starts out on his mission. Mm. He's like, I'm going to kill these people. Well, he does end up killing two, the first two, characters that beat him up but when he gets to the leader of it and going through all the things that christian said with uh zorak he ends up depositing him to the organization that's responsible for that organization and says look here's the deal i'm not going to do anything to you guys as long as y'all clean it up if y'all don't clean it up i'll be back and that's kind of the end of the story yeah yeah, it's so that's so good, and and yeah, I mean that that'll preach, uh, you know, in terms of again the great power comes great responsibility. Here, I'm giving you these tools. What are you going to use them for? Uh, for revenge, for evil, or for good to make the world right? Um, uh, you, how are you going to use your gifts? And and so can I, I think, say one thing? Yeah, uh, good, good so story arc. What sure. actually changes him is he sees a vision of his wife and child, and she tells him how disappointed mm. she is in him. And from that moment, he kind of, you know, comes full circle and changes his philosophy because he feels like he's disappointing her memory. Nice. Yeah. And at the end of the story, good, and at the end stuff. of the story, he so sees yeah, another what, vision of him and she tells him how proud she is of him. 
I'm going back to read this story arc. Yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, if you watch these cartoons on their own on YouTube and you're like, oh, it's so campy, it's 1960s, 1970s. But then it's like, yeah, if you want to get a little bit more more real, let's let's go in there and read read this uh, comic book. Resurgent comic books were starting to make a comeback in, in the mid 2000s, um, 2005. And so they, they were really flooding in some some good story arcs and, and bringing some people back in and, and, a, and a lot of fun. So, so has there ever been rumors? Like I know there was a rumor there for a while that – uh, Johnny Quest was going to be made into a movie or a, a TV show and stuff. Live action Hanna Barbera um, cartoons coming coming to life. They've made some Flintstones. They've done some other things. Has there ever been the idea of somebody like you know we can make Space Ghost in this age of sci fi and superheroes? Why isn't Space Ghost a streaming series or a live action movie? Has there ever been talk that Space Ghost would be a movie to the big screen? Do you guys know that? So I don't. I could look it I up. Have, but I, I have corresponded with several people <laughs> through the website over the years. Uh, one mm -hmm. of them was Lance Falk uh, that did a lot of work for Hanna Barbera in the '90s, and he came up with a whole script storyline to either do another animated uh, version or to do a full-blown uh, movie. Uh, and he yeah. even did storyboard art. Yeah, uh, talked about different people he would like to play the characters and it just never came to pass. And people, I think people have tried and tried. It's like Christian, I've talked, I can't believe there's not a Batman Beyond live action movie. I mean, that's one of our favorite shows right. of all time. I mean, it's, and uh, oh, yes. mm -hmm. we just can't believe mm -hmm. nobody's taken that and said, we're going to do that. But um, Space Ghost is kind of in the same boat. I mean, he's he's been around almost for 60 years now and you would think somebody would take that because I think yeah. it would be a great, uh, a great story for a movie, a live action movie. Uh, but, but at worst, I mean, let's get, let's mm -hmm. get some more animated, you know, episodes um, with a more, you know, yeah, not, not as campy as the sixties, you know, we can be a little bit more, you know, I, I hate to say it, we can be a little more violent now, you know, and you can actually, you know, beat up and punch people and, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the special effects and CGI and the site, you know, the the world building. I, I think you could do a good one. I, I don't know why. I'll, I'll go out there and look for that. But I think James Gunn running with the DC universe and trying out some things. I, I'm I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Batman uh, Beyond at some point or or building off that those things. And you know, maybe it's just. Um, Hanna-Barbera and uh, kind of rights to things and how you can get it going and the the it has a lot of age on it and so people think it's relevant or not. Um, yeah, I, th I think with superheroes and sci-fi, man, Space Ghost will be fine. Same way they haven't done a really brought Green Lantern in as as good as as well as they they could or or ought or should. But um, yeah, so that's that's my pitch out there. If anybody's out there listening that has well, we has know three people that would go in, see it. Uh, big producing land. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. I'd be there, man. I'd be there so fast. I'd be there opening night. Uh, oh, I love it so much. Good, good stuff, y'all. Uh, other things you'd like to recommend as we get towards the end of here? Anything in terms of around space goes, or other things that you want to recommend for our our listeners or those um, on YouTube? As they were watching this on YouTube, my the lights went out in my office. I was sitting too still, listening <laughs> intently to what Chip had to say, and so the lights went out in my office, um, and I can't get them to turn back on the automatic light as he was talking about the movie. So. Hopefully lights are not out on Space Ghost, that someone cut them on and, and run with it. Other recommendations, anything out there you think people should check out as we talk about the subject and others? And you can't go wrong with watching the other Hanna-Barbera superhero properties here we mentioned, mm -hmm. like Birdman, Galaxy Trio, like My Tour, all of them pretty solid. Uh, there's some goofy campiness like uh, that, like there is in Space Ghost too. Like 
get over it. They're worth it. <laughs> uh, but really, ultimately, my recommendation is what we should do a next episode on, which is mm-hmm. Johnny Quest, both oh. the original. Then we need to do another episode on The Real Adventures. I love Johnny yes. Quest even more than Space Ghost. Ah, oh, yeah, I love Johnny Quest. Man, there was a band in in college too that whose name was Johnny Quest, and they were kind of like Red Hot Chili Peppers, and we wouldn't see them all the time. And and oh, I love that cartoon; it's so good. There's probably some problematic stuff in there uh, in terms of depictions of other countries and races. But anyway, um, I think you could run you could run with this Johnny Quest. That's why all those rumors were out there about about doing a Johnny Quest um, live action. I, th- I think it would be great. But yeah, I'm I'm with you, uh, uh, Chip. Well, how about several you? Several things if you go on eBay. You can find uh, this is a big little book, Space Ghost and the Sorcerers of Civil Three. Mm. I don't know how much. It's probably oh, 10 bucks maybe, uh, but a great story. Okay. Um, then you got all kind of comics. Uh, this just came out recently uh, within the last five to 10 years. This is a Future Quest series. It had uh, Space Ghost. Right. Uh, this was just uh, individual stories on Space Ghost. But then they actually did a Future Quest 12 12 arc where they brought in all of the all of the Hanna-Barbera super TV heroes uh, remember that too I probably so, have those tucked know, away great, somewhere yeah good call and then they, uh, of course you, you spoke about Space Ghost being like a Green Lantern character Space Ghost and Green Lantern had a team up I don't know if you were aware of that <sighs> I, I bet I have that somewhere dig in my and, box I'm going to find these things and then the ultimate team yeah. up Space Ghost and Scooby-Doo <laughs> Yes. So, you know, Christian yes. and I, I mean, it's still to this day, I watched mm-hmm. it not long ago, uh, the two episodes of Scooby-Doo mystery or Scooby-Doo uh, movies, the Batman episodes. And uh, Christian and I used to love to watch those oh, yeah. when, when he was little. Uh, so we've always enjoyed even the Scooby-Doo team up. So we're big team up guys. And of course, this is a good one. If you, all, if you want to know kind of history of Space Ghost uh, Toon Magazine, which is no longer in existence. Uh, this is issue number three. Oh, wow. Basically goes over the history of Space Ghost, episode guide. Uh, I think it also does uh, Space Ghost Coast to Coast as well. Uh, but, I mean, nice. you can type in Space Ghost had all kind of merchandise back in the 60s that you could still go on eBay and find puzzles, coloring books. I mean, if you know, if you're a geek like me, I mean, of course, you have all these uh, figurines up here. I've got uh several ceramic models and then um several action figures now one thing that was cool is uh you were talking about the 1980 space stars uh a character that came out of that was space specter which was kind of the anti-space ghost okay well i got hit up okay i don't know god 15 years ago by a guy that said hey we're going to make a space specter toy how about send us some pictures of space specter so I went to that episode and, you know, picked out little clips and sent it to him. And sure enough, he sent me a few months later and sent a prototype and said, here, this is what it's going to look like. Oh, cool. So I kind of semi-responsible for the Space Spectre figure in the Space Ghost line of action figures. So <laughs> a neat, a neat kind of story. I'm going to try and hunt that down. Yeah, I'm gonna try and hunt that down too. I, I, I think I need a Space Ghost uh, T-shirt to um, sport around Comic Con and stuff. That is a deep cut. That I think you know. Sometimes Comic Cons, you have the mainstream stuff, but then there's people who try to go super deep cut with their T-shirts and cosplay to make people go, "Oh, that's cool. I haven't seen that before." So I, I might. You I'm actually go, could get a Space Ghost costume some, some space ghost a few stuff. years ago. I'm sure you can still do it today, oh. but I mean, it actually looked pretty good. My yeah. body type's just not. Yeah. My body type's just not. I don't know good how good I look in tights right superhero now. Superhero look. Uh, yeah, yeah. My 
right now that my COVID, my COVID 10 plus uh, is, is not looking good for, for tights at the moment, but uh, you know, but another, another, another cool thing is um, Christian love space goes so much growing up. I actually did an artwork for him, not by hand because I'm not that good of an artist, but off of a a machine kind of that you could project it on the wall and painted it. And, you know, it looked really good, hung on his bedroom wall for years. And then when we moved, his mom threw it away, hurt my feelings. Uh, And I think one year for his birthday, I actually made a Space Ghost cake for him. So we've been geeking Mm -hmm. out on Space Ghost for a long time. We still have the pictures for that one. I, I love that. Cool, cool. Well, my my uh, other recommendation would go Thundar the Barbarian. I I want to do an episode mm-hmm. on on that and deep dive into that. So so next we'll do Johnny Quest and then we'll we'll have Thundar down the road. That's um it was my avatar for a while on on Discord in our Discord channel. I I you know as a again uh, a Star Wars fan, you put a cartoon with somebody with a sun sword and he has uh, uh, Ukula, which is like the Wookiee, and and then a space sorceress that looks like Leia beside him, and they have adventures in a post dystopia uh, world apocalypse world then yeah i'm i'm all over that it's it's super fun so i may deep dive that on some youtube um episodes and watch some of those cartoons i i love those those were great they had some pretty cool nifty villains uh in there that you know as a kid i'm thinking back they're pretty creepy um but super fun Well, cool, y'all. Thanks for listening. This was super fun. I could geek out hard on this for for a long time. It's a deep cut. It's retro. It goes back to the 1900s. But man, uh, some of the things that happen within these cartoons and the creators behind it paved the way for other properties and IPs and sci-fi. All the, you know, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby and what they were working on in the comics uh, bled over into Hanna-Barbera and they worked together. There's a history with Jack Kirby with them too, sometimes using his art without letting him know or getting paid for it there's that kind of uh uh, drama behind the scenes as well but they all played off each other and the stuff we love today uh anime sci-fi cartoons are all built from what happened with some of these uh stories so thanks for listening and uh yeah follow us on our social medias if there's something about space ghosts or other properties you'd like to hear us talk about or or deep dive into let us know reach out to us we're always ready to uh listen and hang out and geek out with you we thank you for your support follow us and and support us on patreon subscribe uh, to our network and uh yeah and and always remember the geek in me honors the geek in you This was an Anazao Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed this show and would like to learn more about our network, be sure to check out the Anazao Ministries podcast network.